Welcome to Biblical Perspectives on Aging, the podcast where you and your church will find answers to the difficult questions that arise as we grow older. On behalf of the Baptist Home, this is your host, Dr. Andy Brames. Welcome to Biblical Perspectives on Aging. This week, we continue the interview with Nick Davis on the idea of retirement. If you missed last week's podcast, we invite you to listen to part one of the discussion entitled Preparing for Retirement and Aging. And don't forget to click subscribe to hear more great conversations on applying biblical principles to aging issues. Here's the rest of the interview with Nick Davis. So where does Christian stewardship fall within the idea of of estate planning, Nick? I think I think it's right there that we need to consider that. Estate planning is done by, I think, a small percentage of Americans. I've seen some who, uh, you know, project maybe 50%. I think that's way overblown. I think it's probably true of about 25 to maybe 40% of Americans have an estate plan. But those estate planning documents, such as a will, a trust, they provide for the legal and the orderly ways to pass one's wealth and assets to loved ones and to ministries and charities at the end of life. So do you have a will? Do you need a trust? If you have one, when was the last time it was reviewed? Because if it's been five plus years, then it's, it's going to need to be reviewed uh, to make sure it's accomplishing what you intend. Uh, there are people that I talk with who say, oh yeah, I have one. I mean, we, we did one back when our kids were we're, we're young. I go, how old are your kids now? Oh, well, they're adults now. I said, yeah, well, maybe <laughs> things have changed a little bit on how you want that will to, to perform. The, the other thing is you add people to your life through your children getting married, grandchildren, things like that. There are also losses. There's death. There's divorce. There are just things like that that change and laws change. So it's always good if you have a, a plan to review it and make sure it's accomplishing everything you want to do. But if you don't have one, I think it's good to have one just to make sure that you get done with your estate what you want to have done. And then the other important tools are like a, a power of attorney for business. Should something happen that you become incapacitated, someone can actually take care of your business finances, pay the bills. Hmm watch over your finances for you. Uh, also a power of attorney for healthcare. That is, you know, if you should become incapacitated, someone who can make those decisions for you, you know, that you've talked about. Um, and then healthcare directives, you know, allow you the opportunity to choose, you know, how much uh, care you want to the end, a living wills. If you get to a point of having a, a terminal disease, you, you might not want to have to fight it all the way. Other people might want to do whatever. So, those are all just important tools to have uh, when things about uh, estate planning. But I just think that uh, estate planning is, should be a strategic plan before and during retirement. Honor the Lord with a tithe of your state at your passing. You can make a difference for the ministry and for the Lord, even from your heavenly residence. Hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's forward thinking, uh, certainly. So as people think about uh, retirement and maybe planning for retirement, planning for, for what is ahead, what are some of the questions that, uh, that they should consider, Nick? Yeah, I think one of the first one is, should I retire? If so, what's my reason for doing that? You know, there's some of us out there who are working 
jobs, a career that are just physically demanding. And at some point, our bodies just take a toll that we can't do the work that we normally do. That may be a good reason to choose retirement or choose at least a change in career plans. Um, there's others of us that maybe it's not physically demanding, but it's just been time demanding. We've not been able to invest in our families or church or you know things like that. And we get to a point where we realize we want what maybe good health and time we have to, to, to have more meaning. So I would hope that, that people, as they make that decision to go into retirement, they hear a calling to new ways to live and serve from what is their current work or their careers. And then the question becomes, well, if I get into retirement, what will I do? You know, a lot of people I hear say, oh, you know, I'm looking to having more time on my own. Retired people are the busiest people that I know. <laughs> um, they, but I think the interesting thing is they're busy with a smile on their face because mm -hmm. one, they're choosing to invest their life in things that are uh, more important, like their kids and their grandkids, uh, their church, people getting involved in disaster relief, you know, and they can pick up and they can go to some other place in the United States and help someone else who's having a tough time. I did read something re recently about some business and ministry leaders that when they were trying to move away from their, their leadership positions, they took a sabbatical before officially retiring. And the purpose of that sabbatical was not so much to have a break or a vacation, but it was to determine what am I going to do with my retirement? It was a focused time of spiritual discipline to hear the Lord and to determine what was the Lord leading them to do? Um, if they, should they leave their current career? And if so, how could they con continue to serve the Lord beyond that point? I thought that made just a whole lot of sense. The idea of a focused spiritual time for the Lord to speak and say, here's what I'd like to see you do beyond this point. Of course, we, th we think of things of like mentoring. Uh, we have wisdom, we have experience to pass on. And I would like to see our churches do a little bit better job of providing those mentoring experiences, as well as training people to be a mentor. Because I think it's not just us giving and passing on to someone else. It's also learning to hear what other people are doing. If you're, if you're working with a younger adult, learn from them learn about the new technologies that just roll off their fingertips and their, their <laughs> eyes and ears so easily. I think the interesting thing about COVID when we started in this, there were some older pastors that I thought this whole idea of, of taking church technologically was just almost, you know, it was so threatening. And they ended up getting teenagers in their church to help <laughs> with that decision sure. to figure out how to, to worship as a, as a community, but not be together physically. So I think when it comes to being a mentor, we need to learn how to listen and learn to appreciate someone else's world and then use our, our wisdom and our experience to pass on to them how that might help them. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, this is, I think this is a difficult question. I, I think I may have suggested to you, I, I didn't know if I actually address this or not, but what happens if my retirement plans fail? And I don't think anyone wants to, 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 to think on that terms, but, you know, the Bible's full stories of God using people after failures to accomplish great things. And so um, just because you have a plan that didn't work out the way that you had intended 
there is a plan B and the Lord is with you to help you get beyond maybe what was your original plan for greater things and more substantial things. Um, and then I think the other question is for some who ask, what if I can't retire? I'm just not financially in that position. You know, I'm caring for someone. I have either an adult child who is special needs is going to help. And I just feel like I can't uh, do that. Um, then I think it's just a matter of doing the best that you can with your career, with however, and Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge the Lord, and he will direct your paths. I think that's about the, the greatest wisdom I can say for those who, if you can't retire. Yeah. Well, th those are some great questions then, Nick. Just kind of recap, you know, why, why should, having a plan, why should I retire? What will I do thinking through those things? And, and uh, obviously what if I can't, or what if my plans aren't what I expect them to do? Maybe even having that plan B, thinking about what a plan B might be. So Nick, I, I really appreciate the, the insights that you brought today. Is there any, anything else that you'd like to share just off your heart today? No, i when, when you and I had uh, brought up this idea of us having this conversation, I, I started thinking in terms of, of what retirement might be. And uh, I, I, I don't know that I've heard others speak of this. And if they have, then please don't hear me saying that I'm, I'm the author of this. But I kind of like the idea, at least I'm thinking through it anyway, of retirement as benediction. I think a lot of us understand benediction as the end of worship. So ladies and gentlemen, start your engines, get out there, grab something to eat after worship, get home, turn on the football game or get, get to the next social activity, that sort of thing. But benediction is truly, you know, the final act of worship. It's, it's a blessing. It's a reminder that we leave worship not on our own, but in the power and in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ with us, who promises to lead and be with us. And, you know, it's a, it's a reminder that everything that we do from this point forward, the words that we speak, the actions that we do, should be a reflection of the fact that we are followers of Jesus. So I, I wonder if retirement can't be thought of as benediction. That is for for me, it's, it's a calling to be a blessing. In that last period of life, I want to be a blessing to my family. I want to be a blessing to friends, to others. I want to use this period of my life, you know, to be the power of Jesus to and for others. Use this time of life to be a deeper, fuller, more committed disciple of Jesus Christ. So I'm kind of trying to toy with that idea of retirement as benediction a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's great. I had not heard that before. So if, if I pass it on, I'm going to say I heard it from you first, uh, whether or not you're the uh, origin of that thought or not. I, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. So yeah. Nick, as, as we close today, I always like to, to ask our guests how the audience can pray for our guests. So how, how can the audience pray for you? Yeah, well, let me just say as, as the director of advancement for Baptist Homes and Healthcare Ministries, um, you know, we're out there to help individuals, families, families of faith, churches, associations with our expertise for the aging. And, and our mission is to joyfully serve in a Christ-like manner through education, advocating, caring for the aging to the glory of God. So I think these are 
probably some of the most exciting days for the Baptist home. And I just would love for people to pray that one, we will continue to have open hearts and minds uh, positioned to follow the Lord's leading and, and to follow the Lord in bold, beautiful and meaningful ways. I, I'm, I'm just really excited for our, our future. So I would ask that they pray for us. Our ministry is expanding. We're going to be in different areas of the state. We're going to be doing a different ministry. Hospice is, I think, just a tremendous opportunity for us. But we'll continue to still be that, that ministry that joyfully serves those who are aging. And, and for people who, who maybe are, are having some aging issues or they have family who has aging issues, they can always call on us to be a, a listening ear and to offer our expertise. So um, if they'll pray for us, we'll be there to, to celebrate for them. And if I were to say, if people were to want to pray for me personally, I, I think I have three C's right now. I'm looking at clarity, courage, and calling. Okay. Okay. Well, again, Nick, I greatly appreciate your time today and sharing uh, these insights on something that I know, uh, you know, teenagers think about retirement, not in a, uh, you know, in, in the sense that I want to retire when I'm 25, maybe for some of them thinking that what, but this is something that uh, many people think of. So giving us some biblical clarity, some biblical insights, and some just some practical thoughts on that as well. I greatly appreciate your time and uh, look forward to, to hearing from you again at some point in the future. My pleasure. I'd love to continue this conversation. Okay. Thank you, sir. Yes. Thank you for joining us for this interview today. The Baptist Home has provided Christ-like care to the aging since 1913. To learn more about the biblically informed resources and solutions provided by the Baptist Home, go to www.thebaptisthome, that's all one word, .org. Again, www thebaptisthome.org. You will find links to previous podcasts, a growing number of church resources, and detailed information about residential and long-term care communities. Until next time, this is your host, Dr. Andy Brams, asking you to be a voice for the aging.